good to have you here. The, the Dunstons have come up, you know, just at the cusp of winter. That's, that's courageous. Or, you know, uh, we're glad to have you. And uh, it's good to know friends before they come. Uh, I, I went over and whispered in the ear of, uh, you see that the Porter boys bought, brought up a, a brother-in-law. And I, I had to give, I said, don't hang around with these guys, they're problems. But, you know, because, you know, you're connected through marriage, you kind of have to. Some of these things you just work through. But uh, anyway, it's good to have you all here. And uh, we hope the hunters do well so we eat this winter if things get tough, right? Okay, let's, uh, let's bow our heads and, again and ask the Lord. Uh, you, you might... Um, Ask him to help you in the one thing that helps you to grow, and that is to give your, your life to him. And let's just start off here with something that can, can really uh, be an alarm. And I, I don't want to be ugly. Sometimes I just can't help myself. You know what I mean. I mean, some of you, I'm glad you're the only one in here that got it right away. But uh, the... The thing that's, that's always uh, before us is that if we're not fully committed to God, we don't grow. And fully commitment means, and, and that's a, you know, well, if someone raised their hand and said, well, Bill, what do you think? Uh, I mean, how do you get fully committed? Well. You can only do it right now. You know, no matter what you were, you know, Friday night, today, commit. And, uh, and, and essentially, uh, I've said this over the years, if you treated your wife or girls, if you treated your husband the way you treat God, they wouldn't hang around you very long because we treat God somewhat as a, a mystic episode when he's the maker of us and we don't own ourselves. Can you say amen to that? Not so excited about it, okay. But I'm my worst enemy and so are you when we don't understand that he is an all-engulfing, all-encompassing God. He wouldn't have his son to say, unless you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you have no place in me. That means constancy. That means all in. And I wish we had some people, you know, I, for 12 years I was in young life, and I, you know, it, it, it's an entirely different thing when you're talking to the dead. You know, you want to be tender, more tender to the dead. Because they don't know. They have no idea they're dead. They feel like they're alive. But spiritually, they're engulfed and their adhesion is to may. 
You know, I was telling my wife this morning, I, it's, I, there's some mirrors I don't care for at all. You know, mirror, mirror on the wall, I like to break you all. And because there, especially is one that tells me the truth about me, you know. There are these, ever seen these mirrors that just lie like crazy and you don't know why? Then you go to another one in the, in the restroom at the, this five-star hotel, and, and in the restroom it'll, you know, it says, you're ugly. And uh, you say, well, okay, I've got to face the reality of where I am. And today, face the reality of where you are. You know, um, I, you know, there was a sister who ran around and I wanted to choke her at the time. I hate to make this kind of a confession. I've since asked God for forgiveness, but she said, I love you, I love you, I love you. Jesus, I love you, I love you. And, and really, it was so greasy. Uh, but, you know, on a, as processed people, you know, it's like you're going to the kitchen and uh, Ariana's stirring up something. I said, what are you making? And, you know, I, I, it looks like it might be a dessert, but it's not. And, and if she wants to get rid of me, she'll, you know, give it some name that's scary and I'll leave. But, but you're being processed, you're not finished yet. And it's okay to blunder. Would you mouth that so I know that you, were, you heard it? It's all right to blunder. And sometimes it takes you 15, 20 years to see that that blundering was a teaching factor for your, for your life. You learn more by your stupidness, by your, when you really get into prayer, you collect the, the, the level, no matter what your IQ is, you're, you get a pretty good picture if you have a prayer life of where you are. I mean, if it's real. Because God is a very fine God. And he, he doesn't reach out to take your little, your little uh, doobie out of your mouth. Your pacifier. He doesn't do that. He is a loving father. And, and if, if you go, ah, that, 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 God himself goes, wow, 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 with you. On the way. He does. He's not some objective, distant, uncaring father. Okay. We got that straight. So, so your offering, the, the reason we mention it so much is because the tendency of the soul is to not do it. <laughs> and I, I thought that one time, I really, talk about hypocrisy. You know, you see the word actor you see the word hypocrisy and actor and hypocrisy are you know they're, they're right there and and i remember standing up and saying well i've i've asked forgiveness uh, to everyone i've ever known that i didn't like or hated and i i really believe i've forgiven everybody and the holy spirit's right there and you and he embarrasses you in the middle of your message. Because God, he takes the position that he's God. You know? 
And I, I take the position I have. I said, we've got this. When we didn't have it, you know. And, and you have too. I got this now. And the soul is so hungry and so uh, and, and, and glued, it's so much under the adhesion of the world, the mystical, where the real world that you're going to is there, is kind of left as just a, a Newport fog, as I like to say. And the guys from California know what I'm talking about. Most people don't know it, know what, what that's all about. But um, anyway, turn to Proverbs 4. We don't want to make this a marathon. If I go much more on this, it will be. So you've got things to do. But in Proverbs 4, and, and before you die, might be a good idea to do it soon, to read Proverbs 8. Because Proverbs 8 is a very clear uh, picture of, um, of Christ, the Lamb slain. The, it's a... Uh, picture and God much of the Bible is in a mystery mystery of evil the mystery of good and and when it's talking about um, wisdom the Bible says that Christ has been made to us wisdom and and um, and I'll just read a couple of the, uh, the passages there in Proverbs 4, if it's still there. Uh, yeah. Verse 1, does not wisdom, that's Christ, does not wisdom and understanding put forth her voice. Yes. That's not Proverbs 4. Where are you at? Proverbs 8. Proverbs 8. Yeah, what did I say, 4? Now, I was in four before. We're going back to four. We'll spend more time there. I'm not going to spend that much time. I, I would like you to, to do this, though, to read Proverbs 8. I'll give you a couple of things that are there. But it's all about the mystery because Jesus is, is um, when he talked to you, he said, Take my yoke, and the yoke was the Father God. And when you were born again, you have, and I have, which, a, which is a tremendous privilege, I have access to the Father himself. Okay? It's not, Jesus didn't say, you know, get a hold of me. You know, he said, do as I do, because all I do is what the Father says. And, and what you have... <laughs> What you really have out there is you have the church largely making uh, Jesus a hero. And he did it for us and before us. But what he did, you have to do too. And he's trying to get rid of you. The you that is an offense. The me that is an offense because it's primarily enraptured with self. We agree with that, right? So, if you, if you want to get a picture of Christ, 
Read it over and over again. That's Proverbs 8. Okay. Now, uh, I'm going to thumb through a couple of other things. Uh, verse 6. Here I will speak of excellent things. That's in Proverbs 8. Verse 7. For my mouth shall speak the truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. Good stuff. And then, he, and then in verse 11, in that same verse, he says, For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. Now, if, if I'd have been smart at 30, and I wasn't, and I'm sure somebody might have pointed it out to me, but, but because when I went along the, in, in Brazil, because the Eastern airline had ceased and desist or stopped for a while and we couldn't get home, I had two weeks vacation on the, um, the what do they call it down there? The, uh, yeah, but we were right in, uh, in the center of everything and I just floated around looking for rubies. Well, they weren't, they don't, you don't, you can't buy rubies, Bill. But, so I got amethyst, and I helped pay our way home. But it, the Bible is saying that if you have a hold of God, if you, by the Spirit, who've been born from above, and you follow the Christ, the, the, the Son of God that you are, because everyone who sits here and God plucked you out of death and plucked me out of death. I was, I was big time in death. And don't let people come along and say, it's no fun. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, little Christians are told, <gasps> stay away from that. It's awful. No, it isn't. It's, it, it, it's a, a, a competitor. Because Satan will give you what you want up front. God makes you wait. You don't get it right off. He says, I have it. And I keep saying, where is it? But greater than rubies. There's no riches that you find. You, you are the most wealthy bunch of individuals sitting here. None of you look like that. Oh, wait, there are a couple who do. But uh, <laughs> you, you are festooned with everything that God has. You know, and, and when, when uh, Moses went out there and, and, he, and he, not Moses, uh, Abraham, you know, God says, come here, come on out of here. And God said, you can't do it, but try to count the stars because you're going to have offspring greater than that. And, he's, and he said, and he said, it was, he made it worse when he talked to Jacob. He said, Jacob, have, have you ever picked up a sand I mean, you guys, I'm sure you have. And, and you look at the grain and you drop the grain and it's, you know, millions. Well, he said, he said to Jacob, more than the sands of the sea are going to come out of you, out of your loins. There goes my microphone. Out of your loins are going to come more of the offspring than the sands of the sea.
So you sit here today with phenomenal promises hanging over you. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Somebody say that's good. I mean, it won't hurt you. Yeah. I move around. Some of you come in here, and uh, you, you need to know that how good it is. Anyway, read. Take a look at it, because it's about you, and it's about your connectivity. All right, let's go over to uh, Psalm uh, Proverbs 4, okay? And after you've heard that, I think you, you can understand a little bit. <laughs> it says, <laughs> the first line there is in verse uh, 5, Proverbs 4, 5. Get wisdom, get understanding. Would you say that's a good command? Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake it not, and she shall preserve thee. Actually, you know, since there's no death, you're going to live forever. You got forever out there waiting for you. That's good stuff. I think I was yelling so loud, my, my uh, watch says, uh, are you okay? No, I'm not. <laughs> kind of a goofy time when you have to listen to a watch. I paid enough for you. You should talk to me. <laughs> and it says, wisdom, well, look, it says, forget her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. And what it's saying, if you love what God has done in you, if you love the son that you are, and you've heard me say it, you know, we're, God is in the process of, of a destruction of the selfhood that is so ugly. You know, I don't need to confess my ugliness. You lived with me for how many years? You could list it. Somebody had, I was making a, a percentage about my wife and me in terms of something, I said, well, it's about 70-30. Uh, uh, and he had to tell me, no, it's about 85, you know, and I thought, wow, thank you. Did I? Well, but I was, I was corrected, you know. Because we know each other after a while and we're not impressed. But we have to be impressed by what God wants us to become. And what we are by his promise. And that's a, that's a paradox. You know, it's like, well, it's like this. Uh, I talked to uh, an attorney and the attorney says, Bill, uh, you have a, an inheritance coming. And I said, yeah. <laughs> well, when's it gonna come? Well, your dad's still with us, but uh, he has... No, I, did, I knew what he was talking about. But yeah, how, how many would like it right now? And I said, I want it now. I mean, we're Americans. We're Whitestonians. We want it now. Right? I'm sorry. Uh, the greatest thing about your God is he's waited for the likes of you. He's waited for you. We can hardly appreciate it, you know. And, and the natural, we're so blooded with ourselves, with finances, with success, with business, 
And, and only, only the, the leadership, I, I think uh, some of the leaders and, and responsible individuals in the businesses are the only ones that are st starting to see that the business smells because it keeps you away from some of the things that are really significant. And they've said that. And all of us, you know, are trying to close in on what God wants to do. But here it is. Wisdom, this is the word. You can, you know, write a letter to an old friend. If your mother's alive, say nice things to her. She's the only mother you have. But it says wisdom is the principal thing. And Christ, the Son of God that you are, that you're sitting today with a promised glorified body, and your growth is contingent upon giving that life that has God's backing to the cross experience. It's the principal, most significant thing in your life. More important than your daughter, than your sons. I looked at my great-granddaughters today. I, I, I hit the, uh, the WhatsApp and I, got, I had Ireland. Uh, I, they, they called me back and she apologized and I didn't tell her it was an accident. And my, my great-granddaughter got on the phone and God bless her, I haven't, you know, it's a, uh, Anyway, I, uh, she was telling me what she was doing. And, and, and she said, Wait, he doesn't have time. He has to go do it. And I said, no, I have time. And I, down. I wanted to hear what my great-granddaughter has to say. You know? But God is a, is a God because you're his. The only thing that he's looking for out of you is everything. I'll, I'll repeat what I said because I thought it was funny when James Joyce said it. James Joyce said, all I want, all I want out of my readers, all I want is that you give absolute and complete attention to my writing. And, and I don't know, maybe some of the Irish bought into it. I thought that was a little bit uh, pompous, would you say? But that's your God. He is going to stay with you in spite of you. As a, you know, a Cheever and I argue over that. I said, spite doesn't sound good, there's a better word. He said, give me a better word. And I said, regardless, no matter what, no matter what you think, God is dialing in on you. He doesn't let go. You let go. If you don't grow, it's because you think that you have a better offer in the world. You have a more immediate offer, and you can't, you can't instruct God. You have to wait and depend on him, but you have an immediate payoff in the world. If it snows and you got your skis, you can go ski. If you see a good-looking girl and she looks back at you and you're single and available, you can move, you know? God said it might be a good idea to wait around. You don't know that uh, she's the one that should be bringing forth your children. 
That could be why there's seven, every 17 seconds there's a divorce in this country. I don't know. All right. So getting, getting an understanding that you're the property of Almighty God and you're a son that must offer every day. We've been over that. That's not new to you. But I, 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 I'm trying to embellish this a little bit with the idea that, that, the, um, that the circumstance in, in uh, Proverbs 4 and Proverbs 8 is helpful. Also, uh, there in uh, Isaiah where it talks about uh, he told you to wait and you wouldn't. You know, you went ahead. Those are important things to, to garner on the way through this. All right. And then in verse 20, he says, Attend to my words, incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all the flesh. You know, there are a lot of sick people and frequently, people make themselves sick trying to please God or trying to please themselves. And it's dangerous stuff. Doctors know that a lot of people just make themselves sick. You know. Anybody here make yourself sick? Yeah. You drink too much. You stay up too late. Uh, there, if I follow a decent meal with uh, uh, an ice cream sandwich at uh, 7.30 or 8, I sit there for a few hours and my stomach says, stupid, stupid. And, and, and we know this, but you do this in regard to your relationship and trying to avoid the only one who's the lover of your soul. This is why, and please, I, I'm talking to me on this. I'm not just after you. I need to hear this. He, he, he opens the book with adulterers and adulteresses. You know, because you can do adultery with anything. You can fornicate with a car with your desire, with sport. I, I really, I've said, God, I would love to have an avenue as a freelance writer to tell the NFL, the, all the major, but especially the NFL and, and the college thing, the, we're right back at Rome. The gladiators are on the field today. And as long as we can have the gladiators and the food, we'll be happy to die where we sit and not do anything. That's what's going on. That's what's happening. And I'm, and I, please don't go out and try to, don't say, I'm not gonna watch football, I'm not gonna ski anymore. What you wanna do is say, God, I want my relationship with you because you sit here also today and I don't know, care what you've done, what you've been, how filthy your life has been, the, as far as the east is from the west, so far has God.
taken your iniquities and separated them from you. That's why you can get up in the morning on a bad day when you've not been, you know, Mr. Pristine Christian on Friday and Saturday you have, it's a new day. There's new mercies. The mercies are new every morning. But remember, just remember this. God, your God, your Father, who made you, who knew you before you got here, your God is when you don't grow, when you don't offer, He has allowed you to be a zigzag wreck, foolish, and hindering your own persona. He's not doing it to you. You are doing it to you. And I, I, I got to hold this through William Law. Law said it this way. You're right on the edge of the precipice of staying with God or not. The minute you walk out, you're in hell. I mean, everybody in this room has been in hell who's had any age except the little ones. You know, you've, been, you, you've, you've had a view of something and you, you take a step and say, well, I'll go tell that guy what he's supposed to do. And, and, and by conscience, you catch yourself and say, well, maybe I shouldn't. You know, I confessed to some people yesterday about my own killer instincts, and I know they're not good, but because I know it doesn't help me get rid of it. I don't care what, you have, what you're walking around with today, what is, what is a difficult thing in your heart, <laughs> you can't change it. But he can. He can. And if you trust him, he will. I, you know, have you ever thought about Abraham? That, I mean, he, he zigged and zagged. He, he said, well, I'll pull this off. And he, you know, he took the maidservant. His wife encouraged him. You know, we don't have a child. We'll go in with the maidservant there. And, but, but basically, God saw the true heart of trust. And you're way out in front. Way out. If, you're in, if you trust him. I mean, sometimes you pray, and I think David said it very well the other day. I, 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 he said it quite a bit that was good. He said, I, I, I'm praying to God just about everything. Because you find out how much you don't know with that. All right, here we are with a, with a thing you can't do, and this is kind of the takeaway. Because what you are, it says here in, in verse 23 of Proverbs 4, if you're there with me, it says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life God asks you to do something that you can't do it would be real good if the uh, quacking babies and stuff were upstairs with a thing on it they're far more interesting than I am with their humor so uh, let's think about that in the future 
Because you live and die by the word. You don't live by the giggle and the gaggle of the outburst. But God has asked you to do something. He's asked you to keep your heart. And you can't. You know, it's like he talks about a slow heart. And, and, and understand this. You are, you are heart and soul. Your heart and soul. People like to say, well, basically, I'm heart. Well, your heart is despicable, wicked above anything else. And only God can give you a true heart. You can go back into the heart you've had. You can't change your heart, but he can. He can change it about you. And, and he, he allows you, and I, we were talking about this today, he allows you to make all kinds of mistakes, and then, and then he shows his care to you so that, so that you understand that he's a nurturing father. And one of the things, at 4 o'clock this morning, 4.35, I don't know when it was, but I, I thought about the daddies. I thought about David, David Brooks, and, and, and his wife, and their babies, and your kids when they were little, and, uh, and, and our brother uh, Wilkerson, and some, you know, some of the things that, that our fathers have had to go through with their children. I mean, they're looking, and, they're, and they're, their children are doing whatever. And, and the father, the fathers, they, they, they want to lunge, and they don't. And you see them drawing lines, and you see the training that they get from their little children. Can some of you fathers say amen to that? Your children teach you. That's why God allows you to have them, but they're not yours, they're his. And, and I've said this before, one of the ugliest things in the world, in a community, is the people, the blood ties that are more significant in the minds of an individual than the spiritual ties. Because I have, I have, I mean, and you only get that after a while. You don't get that right off. God shows you. Who, where the bonds are. And you see that the blood ties, they can be wonderful, and when they are, that's good. But the, the bonds of love are so much greater. I had someone, I said, I said to his sister, I said, you, you are absolutely a, a daughter. You're more of a daughter than my true daughter. And she said, oh, no, 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 don't say that. And I said, I will say that because it's true. You know? And I, somebody was, uh, you know, Maria's down there in Dallas, and, and I, uh, she, I have a picture of Maria, me holding Maria. And, uh, and it was one of my favorite pictures of all time. I don't look too bad, and she's just so wonderful. And, and, and I've been thinking about her and writing back and forth. And her sister said, well, why, why do you think, what do you, what's all this thought about Maria? You know, and I said, because she's honored. She's been honoring. That's why. And you, 
the people that honor you, you honor. And, and if we don't come to an understanding of what that's all about, we, we miss the whole aspect of keeping the heart. God can keep your heart. If, you, if there's somebody in this room, and, and you know very well, we've talked about it. You come out here with 140 people, you don't like them all right off, right? Huh? I mean, some of you say, oh my God, if they, I mean, I even went so far as to say, in the first few weeks of being here, if that person weren't here, my God, this would be a good group. I was the leader, so-called. And do you understand your own nature? Well, you better get a hold of it because God is, but I don't feel that way. I can't feel that way because the consciousness of the love of God that, that I am connected to and you're connected to, you know yourself, you walk around some days and you're just a nasty piece of carbohydrate that's, you know, put him in the deep freeze. And you walk out and you say, God, I was just a nasty, dirty, oh God, forgive me. And the joy of God comes on you and you, it's inexplicable. But you learned something. You learned that God really is close and he does remind you of where you're not and what you aren't. And it's, Sister Betty thinks I'm angry because I yell. I'm not, I just, you know. <laughs> but you are so wonderful when you and God have the adhesion and the fire and that you walk with him. And that's what this is all about. He asks you, he asks you to keep your heart, knowing that you can. Anyway, put away from thee a forward mouth, let your eyes look forward. Ponder the path of your feet. Mm. <laughs> How has your life advanced? Good question. I wrote it down this morning early. How has your life advanced? Well, come up with an answer in your own mind because I might have a better one. But how do you go forward? I'll tell you how you do. You go forward when you're other-oriented. I, I, I had a stupid prayer. I said, God, would you keep me busy today? If you don't, I'll go out and do a lot of the stupid stuff. And he did, he kept me busy. But where did the source come from? Why was that a stupid prayer? Because I thought, I thought, I can do a good thing if you'll help me, but I'm the guy who had the idea. These, God even wants his ideas to come from him. He doesn't want you initiating brilliant things. Because I can, you give me a, a place that you're going to go vacation and I'll give you five better ones. That's just the way I think. And so you have to know and trust your God 
and come to terms with the real thing, not the supposition or all the, because the, the natural soul is such a fickle whore. She will sleep with anybody. She walks the streets of her desire and she's had you captive, you know, like some robot running into emptiness. Why am I so brilliant? Because I've been there and I don't want to go back. If I get my soul ensconced and staying under God, I have joy, I have wonder, I have things beyond anything. Some of you in this room will walk through walls, possibly even before you die. You could be resurrected on this side. I don't know that I will be. That's okay. We are what we are. But you do have some forming of your destiny when you tell God, I want to be all in. And you just realize you can only do it the minute you're in. You can't do it. I want to, next Friday, I really want to be with it. <laughs> it won't work. It's only today if you hear his voice. Somebody remind me not to preach with a watch on it wants to tell me what to do. Well, bless your hearts. We've kind of run to the end of it. When Jesus was at dinner and the prostitute who was begging and had been forgiving and she was kissing his feet, <laughs> the conscience of the Pharisee and the religious crowd, they weren't with it at all. They were all sitting there dead in their law, in their religiosity. God help us not to do that. You're not safe here because you hear the, the messages and that. You're not safe because you've been out here 60 years. I, I said to somebody, some guy preached a really good word and he, he was gifted in the word. And I said, my God, what a word. And he said, well, you know, living in community and being out here, uh, we, these things we pick up, and I thought, couldn't you have just said thanks? You didn't do this. Any good and everlasting thing, dear ones, is what God did. And, and one of the best messages you've heard while you've been here, and the best message you gave here so far was, say it out loud. Do you remember what you said? Do you? Say it. Can you? You didn't do it is what you said. You told us. And, and after a while, you kind of look around and everybody says, hey, I'll tell you one thing, Greer, you know how to do it. <laughs> I'll tell you, you're recruiting, you get all these intelligent people and they're all good looking. I said, hey, zoom in. <laughs> Folks, he wants to do this for you. He is doing it for you, if you'll allow him. And he will take you 
he will still allow you to come with a full diaper and like a little little troll under the bridge who hasn't grown. And I, and I told you before, we've had, we've had people here who were very concerned about their children. And I, can I tell you, I've never been concerned about Isaac's growth, naturally. <laughs> I, I looked around and I thought, I should have worked that kid over because he's starting to pat me on the head. Good to see you, old man. And we, God will move as fast as you will offer, as you will give. And God help us, that's enough. You've had enough, I've had enough. Uh, let's sing a song. Can we just sing sitting? Where's Gabriel today? He does. He doesn't hunt. He's got more sense than that. Where I know he's here somewhere. Where is he? Oh, oh no, that's one of our gods. Sorry. Well, we get meat from it. It's like harvesting. It's being a farmer, Bill. Oh yeah, okay. Can we sing that song? Would you sing it? Would you go to the piano and let's sing that? Uh, Lord, you must bid me come. If you're going to go any further, it's because he has to call you. Thank you. While you're sitting, make it a prayer. Uh, make it a prayer for Emerson. Make it a prayer for you, uh, your step neighbor in law, uh, somebody that's bothering you. Uh, but make it a prayer. Because. Uh, I've been so kind to you today, I left out an hour worth. We'd have been here till oh, 12.30 or something today. So let's sing this song with a thankful heart. unspeakable at times.
when it's a real uh, urgency of God himself. So God bless us this day and be with us. We're, you're, you're destroying this ugly self. Uh, it has been destroyed. It was buried and separated as far as the east is from the west. And now you ask us to come and offer and to die daily uh, and to not love our life in this world. God, we are liars <laughs> if we don't ask you, please destroy this love affair that I have with just what I see and give me the capacity to, to have a fellowship with you whom I can't see. But I know that I love because what you've already done and how you delivered me out of a darkness that was despicable, that was filthy. Great one, be with every vessel today and put some fire within them because you're, you're pleading with all the earth today by the sword, the word of God, and by fire, by affliction, by difficulty, by impossible convoluted insanity that grips this, this world. We thank you, Father, for caring for us and for your patience, your long suffering, and that you know that we're frail. You made us this way, and so your overwhelming goodness uh, has taken us like a wave to, to your heart. We, we ask these things, help us to walk in them, in Jesus' name.